True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, hello. Welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. And if you listen to our last episode... Renee had gotten some security experts to come on who were experts in security camera installation and design. And Renee, that was so cool. Thank you for doing that. I would have never even thought of having security camera experts on. Thank you for thinking of it and then for following up on it and recruiting some really great guests. That was fun. Absolutely. I did enjoy that a lot. They were really good guests and they just were so giving of their time and they didn't even want us to plug their company because they said, oh, we got plenty of business. We just want to help out. So that just could not mm-hmm. have been nicer. So another big thank you to Jerry and Mason for coming on last time. And I wanted to mention before we get started that I thought of a question. Um, and if I sound it, uh, I couldn't even speak in complete sentences on that last episode because I was working. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, with Jerry and Mason being on the West Coast, I'm, I'm sorry, on the East Coast. I didn't want to ask them to wait. If it was just me and you, Renee, would have said, oh my gosh, I need another hour. But um, I didn't want to do that because we had guests lined up and they were an hour later. It was already late at night. And so there was something blowing up in my real estate world. It wasn't a big deal, like if I would have been able to pay attention to it. But the fact that I was yapping on a podcast made it nearly impossible for me to deal with that. So I just wanted to apologize to everyone who was listening because I couldn't even speak in complete sentences that night because I would see something come across my laptop screen and it was like crazy stuff that I needed to attend to. But anyway, long story short, thanks everyone for your patience with me as I got suffered. Thanks for suffering through it with me as I made practically no sense asking questions. And I wonder the I and I was thinking, I wonder what Jerry and Mason thought of me. I couldn't even ask a question without getting confused. Don't worry. We both <clears throat> do that. And I think I did that in that episode as, episode as well, because I remember b- being like, um, um, you know, the, um, <laughs> so I, know, I, I would literally be in the middle of the sentence and I would look at my screen and see s- someone going, the e-signatures aren't working. What do I do? And it was a, t- it was a situation where, um, everyone was about to go to bed and that, that contract had to be executed today's day, you know? So it was like, I can't let this go and I can't jump off the podcast. I'm so confused. So anyway, <laughs> um, I was double tasking and you know what they say, if you split your focus, you end up not doing either one of them very well. So that's all right. We've got to straighten out. Here we are. Um, so anyway, uh, Renee, I, thanks for putting me in touch with them. Cause of course I thought of a question later and the question was one that I had asked Renee several times and sort of, we sort of wondered about it over the years is most places, especially commercial buildings that have security cameras, they will usually have at least one monitor where you can look to see what the security camera activity is. And um, I've often wondered if the church had a monitor and I didn't think to ask them on the air. So they were really nice. I talked to Jerry 
um, Renee and I had a little three-way discussion with him. And he responded very quickly. And he said that it would be very unusual for there not to be a monitor with a security system. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not saying that there is a monitor or I'm sorry that there was because they have a different system now at Creekside Church than they did at the time of the murder. I'm not saying that there definitely was a monitor at the time, but it is a little intriguing to think that if this perpetrator, a lot of people think the perpetrator was familiar with the building, the church before the murder. So whether that's true or not, it's kind of intriguing to think that maybe the perp could have known where the monitor was and might have been looking into a room, whichever room has the monitor in it, we don't know, um, and checking to see if she was pulling up. You know, it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Just another thing we don't know, but it's kind of interesting to speculate on. Um, the other thing, too, is we had somebody in one of the groups mentioned that sometimes buildings will have security cameras that you look at your computer you log on and that's the monitor so of course that's possible too i was just thinking in a church you know versus a regular business i could see them having a monitor more than one where somebody would have to log in on their laptop but i don't know what makes me think that that was just kind of my feeling but if anyone knows there's i know we have people listening that have probably been to creekside church at that time period and might be able to answer that question and might know if they have a monitor or not. That would be interesting to know. It really doesn't matter, but it's just one of those things that I got stuck in my head at some point. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good question. And did you want to talk about something? And we'll just take turns, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about, um, we, we had discussed this in the past about um, taking um, – you know, we have the podcast because we want to be able to, um, you know, keep the case alive as much as possible, keep people talking about it. Hopefully um, people listen to it, think of things, whatever. Um, and we also talked about a billboard because that was something that um, I had, you know, we had looked up and saw that that was something that people do when they're trying to get more attention to a case. So I had um, looked up and I think I did that the last time um, when, when I, we did that podcast, we had that commotion going on or whatever. <laughs> Remember it was a crazy night, but anyway, um, so I finally was able to get a hold of one of the um, sales representatives at Lamar and he has given me some information on getting a billboard and there's other companies to go with. So this, this is not, you know, the only option that we have, but I just wanted to give everybody kind of a, an overview of how it works because we had thought about this and, and people had talked about um, wanting to contribute or help out with it if we were able to do something. So there's like just this particular company, they have, you know, I don't know, let's see, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, seven. And there's eight options here. And so if you're looking in like the Ellis County area, there's like one over off of 67 towards Duncanville, which I think that's a little bit too far, but I mean, people might disagree with me. I don't know. There's one that's like at 20 and 35, which is kind of close to maybe the photo or mm -hmm. Dallas. It's right there on the edge of Dallas. And then there's two over <laughs> off of 35 and 287, just South of 287. Maybe like kind of like Alvarado or Venus, maybe. I think maybe Venus. And then there's one in Rigger Springs, one in Garrett, and then one in Ennis. So anyway, 
how it works is you have to pay $400 for production costs, and that covers the banner that goes on the actual billboard. And um, there, it's a 13-week campaign, and that's like the minimum. You can obviously have it longer, but that's the minimum. So, like, for instance, let me see. I'm just going to pick the one that is at – I'll pick the one that's, like, in uh, – sorry, I'm trying to find the right one. Okay, let's see which one that is. It's two. Okay. Okay, so this particular one, ooh, this one's high. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so it's four, $400 for the actual. Um, oh, I'll do this one because it's by the Motorplex. You know where the Motorplex is off of 287? No, I don't remember that. Okay. Okay, so when you're coming down 35, like from DeSoto, and you go on 287, like towards Ennis. The motorplex is going to be on your left hand side. Oh, okay. There, there is a. Yeah, I just um, looked it we, up. It's an Ennis. Yeah. We passed it today, literally. And if you're going from Corsicana towards Waxahachie, it's going to be on your left, but it's facing the traffic going towards Ennis. Anyway, this particular billboard would be $400 for the production cost for the banner. And that's yours to keep it. It would be owned or by whoever, you know, whatever. And then. Um, $560 would basically be per month for a 13 week campaign. So it would be 560 times three months plus that one extra week. And I think he gave me a total and it was like 1800 total or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we would be looking at like 2200 and maybe, maybe just, maybe just call it an even 2500 by the time you pay tax and everything. Right. You know, at, at 2500. So that would be a three month thing you know, just to kind of try it out and see if, if they're able to get more tips off of it. Um, he said that, you know, he thinks it's, it, the impressions on this one is 105,000. And I don't know what that number is based on. Um, I should have asked him that. And I can um, ask him again. You mean the, the, if we were to place it over there by the Texas. Um, Motorplex. Yeah. Is that what he said? That one. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. they've done studies on how many people drive by and look at it. That's interesting. Yeah, he he gave me one that was over like in the Duncanville area, which I don't know. I kind of wanted it to be more in the Ellis County area, but that's I just agree. my. It doesn't mean I'm right, but, um, but anyway, he said that one has like 183,000 impressions, so a lot more people drive by there. But I was like, but it's in the wrong area, so that's just my thinking. <laughs> but it's it's a lot more money, a lot more. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, this one's not. I'm not telling you the right one. This one's in. Waxahachie or Red Oak, and this one's two thousand dollars. Hmm, that's a lot of impressions, though. It's a lot more, but anyway. But I just wanted to give everybody kind of an example of how it works. So, if we were to do something like this, and everybody was interested in it, because um, we had had several people contact us and ask if we were going to do something like this and if they could contribute, and you know, absolutely, we would love to put something together and be able to do something like this. Um, but we would definitely need some help because we, you know, obviously can't do this by ourselves. So I just kind of wanted to give everybody an idea of what it would be like, you know, to the, the monetary part of it and what it would be like. I mean, I think it would be great. And and then obviously we would want to include the reward money on there. That right. would, he said, he a suggestion on that. Yeah. That's that a good be, idea. Yeah. So, um, so that's all I had on that. Um, and that's then of really course, great. We... Thank you for all the research you put into that. That's, well, you're that's really cool. And, you know, we'll have to try to think of some creative ways to come up with the money 
um, you know, crowdsourcing. Um, what do you think? Crowdfunding, whatever they call it. Are you thinking of maybe like a GoFundMe or, yeah, um, yeah, or I'm approaching businesses and asking them to donate? Or what do you think would work? Yeah, I don't know. We, I guess, we could ask everybody <laughs> to, to maybe if everybody listens to this podcast. Give us your thoughts on that. What you think? If we, if we should do a GoFundMe or whatever, because. Um, I've I've never really done anything like this before, honestly. I don't know if you have, but I haven't really ever done anything like this. So I don't know what people's preference is uh, or what works best, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I'm sure we can come up with, you know, get some good information from everybody, good feedback, and then we can figure it out from there. But any any of those would be good with me. And then, um, and I think these, the ones that he sent me the information on are all available pretty like now or within the next week or two. And I think there was only one that wasn't available till July. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So that was you know some what? Time. July's coming right up. This is already yeah. June 18th, oh. the time we're recording this. Almost the 19th. It's pretty late. <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, actually, I was wondering about that. This one is available August 2nd. So that would give mm. us time. That's right. We talked about that. That would give us time to get money together. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Sounds so like that would be as they say in Texas, it sounds like a deal, Pickle. Okay, and then um, also we started talking about the reward money, which kind of led me to the question. So I wanted to ask you your thoughts on this and everybody else too. Um, so the reward money, I had to go back and look because I didn't remember because it's been a very long time since we've seen anything about the reward money or heard anything about anything actually. But the reward money um, is $50,000. Um, Oak Farms, um, I guess, donated 10000 and then another 10000 came from SWFA, which I don't think I ever knew that. And then 30000 came from two anonymous donors of 15000 each, uh, totaling $50,000. Um, so I don't know if that is like something that just forever is a deal because they did it. I mean, like if the, you know what I mean? Like cases don't get solved for years and years, like 10, 15 years. I mean, does it just like always remain 50,000. So I don't really know about that, but he did say we would want to include that on the, uh, on the billboard. Oh yeah, definitely. Money is very motivating. So. Right. That's true. What do you think about the the money? Do you think it just stays that way all the time or. You you know what? That's a really good question. You know, we talked about that earlier and on the phone and I don't have any idea. I don't know. I assume it's still there. It seems like somebody, looked into it but you know time goes by so fast it's probably been a couple years now because we're at the we're just past the four-year mark of the murder and I feel like sort of halfway through people started wondering if it was still on and it seems like something came out from MPD that said it was still um but you know that's still been a couple years so we do need to verify that those are still all in place I don't know how that works I I assume it's when you pledge to you know have a reward you're the company like Oak Farms for example I think you're pledging until it gets solved. I don't think that you revoke that. You know what I mean? At any point you go, oh, this is taking too long to solve. I'm not going to pay a reward. Okay. Well, I have a question. I mean, I have a, um, I have a, um, I've asked someone that would know um, in MPD about that. So we'll see if I hear back from them and I'll let everybody know or let you know too. Okay. Yeah, please do. Okay. Um, what else? What else were we going to talk about? <laughs> oh, you know what? We were going to talk about, um, you know, somebody pointed this out to me the other day and it really all of a sudden just stuck out in my head and made me want to explore it even more. 
you know, we've seen all the camp, camp gladiator, geez, we've seen all the search warrants (laughs) in this case and we check and we check quarterly um, so that Mm -hmm. we don't miss any new ones that might be happening. And there's Mm -hmm. really not been much search warrant activity in forever. In fact, I think the last one was last summer. It was that Google data, um, geofencing data. um, And really, it didn't appear that anyone, anything came out of that, that we can tell. Um, But, you know, this is really important to me. They have not done any search warrants on anything to do with Camp Gladiator. Isn't that weird? Um, because you know the camp gladiator trainers have their own email address through camp gladiator so they can use that you know that's totally separate from whatever yahoo or gmail or whatever their personal email is they actually when they join camp gladiator they get a camp gladiator email account and there was no search warrant on that stuff any of that data and Apparently on the Camp Gladiator sites, they have a picture of the trainer and their email address next to it. So you know exactly who you're writing. And, you know, that perpetrator could, if it's someone that likes to target trainers, um, they could be contacting other trainers right now. And law enforcement would have no idea because... I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very strange to me that they did not pull any of the Camp Gladiator stuff. It seems like all of Missy's class check-ins, um, they did question, we know that they questioned people at the scene, but as far as search warrants go, I'm very, very shocked that there wasn't some activity there with the Camp Gladiator data. That is absolutely crazy. Like I, you know, that you would think that would be like one of the first things they would do in my opinion right because yeah because you know people could say oh well her death had nothing to do with camp gladiator but at the we have to admit though she got killed doing that i mean she was at the church for no other reason than to teach a camp gladiator class so to say that her death was unrelated to camp gladiator we can't really say that no with any confidence Anytime, and, and this is just my thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've always uh, been under the impression that, like, for instance, obviously, if a police officer gets killed in the line of duty, um, you know, the, you know, the department or maybe the city or whoever probably pays the family something because they were killed in the line of duty, because you don't know that it was or wasn't connected to that, because obviously, it's not this, in this case, it hasn't been solved. And uh, that was something that I thought about, and you just brought it to my, you just brought it back to my mind, that I bet um either Brandon or someone in the family um probably got some money from her death because it happened while she was working. Hmm. So you think you Camp, Camp Gladiator might have like a you mean like a policy? Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. We should look into that and find out. That never even crossed my mind. I know they definitely just, have that for police officers, but I I didn't know I would I didn't know that Camp Gladiator mean, trainers did. Well, I don't either, but you know, I'm just saying like, you, you know, they probably have some type of insurance because Mm -hmm. of the fact that they're doing physical activity and, and they're Mm -hmm. also working on other people's property. So they got to have something because if, you know, a camp gladiator trainer goes in and, you know, accidentally, you know, bumps into something and breaks it or whatever, Mm -hmm. then they got to be able to pay for it or whatever. So I would just assume that they would have some type of um, commercial insurance of some sort, you know, or something, but. 
You know what else is, you know, you bring up a really interesting point. I was talking to someone who's involved in Camp Gladiator and was answering a few of these questions. And one of the things is this particular person with Camp Gladiator said that none of them have permission to be teaching inside of classes. I mean, I'm sorry, inside of churches, inside of buildings. They are supposed to be a parking lot. Yeah, they're supposed to be an outside parking lot kind of thing. Mm. And so... Yeah, so if Missy was teaching inside the church, this person speculated that that might have been sort of an under-the-radar thing because, you know, having access to the bathrooms is one thing, but Mm -hmm. it's sort of iffy on whether or not she had permission to be teaching inside. You know, we saw Mm -hmm. that it looked like she had taught inside potentially when it was really cold in January, and we don't know. I mean, it's possible Creekside completely a green light we right right but just sort of people inside camp gladiator were sort of like i y'all you know i've never seen that before so i thought that was kind of interesting well i will tell you this and i noticed this today and i don't you know it's funny how you can do a search for things and see things that you've never seen before and you've done that same search 12 times but today i was looking for something specific and i didn't find it but i did find something else that Missy posted back in September of 2015. And so I'm, I'm going to tell you just because it may or may not answer a question in a kind of way. But anyway, she posts, we have started a new camp at our new location, Creekside Church of Christ. All church members and staff of Creekside get a free four week camp. Contact me for details. Not a Creekside member, but you are ready to try Camp Gladiator. Sign up at campgladiator.com and use the discount code Midlothian Special for a $39 four-week camp. And I've never read that before. Um, I mean, it was just interesting. So whatever, you know, I guess if the Creekside Church is allowing them to do stuff, that apparently they're all, maybe they all know about it. Cause I mean, she's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, she's doing the Camp Gladiator and the church post all in one. So maybe they do know, I don't know. No, no. I think you're onto something there. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's worth looking into some more, but that person I was talking to, you know, was really, was really deep into Camp Gladiator at the same time Missy was, and they were just really not sure. Um, yeah, they just, that's good they, information. yeah, they just traditionally have not been allowed to do, they're per, not permitted to do anything in churches inside the building. So I thought that was interesting. We'll have to check into that some more. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was about all I had on that. I just sort of, the concept of, MPD or the FBI or anyone just sort of letting that Camp Gladiator email account slide. I don't know. I don't really understand that. Um, And like you and I were saying on the phone, if let's say that she had her Camp Gladiator email to set up to where it came into her iPhone as just another account. Mm -hmm. um, Like I think most of us do have all of our email accounts coming into our phones. Um, Even still, you would want to do a search warrant on the company hosting it, you know, just in case things had been deleted or it wouldn't be as easy to, you know, to get it out of a phone, you know, in case someone did some deleting. I don't really know how that works, but I'm just saying I would think that it would just make sense to get a search warrant on Camp Gladiator things, generally speaking, and then specifically the email account. I mean, that communication in that email account could have all kinds of pertinent information in it about the murder. 
Absolutely. I mean, that is absolutely true. I, I never even thought about that. So that's a good point that you made. And, and I'm glad you found that out. So we need to research that a little more. Yeah. And I, I, and I mean, what can we do, though, about the part about they I, I'm blown away by the fact that they didn't check that. that to me, that would be in my mind, one of the, not the first thing, but one of the first things that you would do in, in investigating this case, like, okay, who was in the class? Is there a list? Where's the list of names? Oh, it's on an iPad or whatever. Right. I have to check it. Okay. Where's the stat? And then go from the email and go from there. Well, and- exactly. And then by law enforcement's own admission, they think that the perpetrator was checking her information online to see where she would be you know they referred to her posting her whereabouts and there was even something in a search warrant about they think that the killer was checking even as recently as on the way to the church to make sure she was going to be there so that implies that they thought that this was possibly someone who was stalking her and she was posting as a Camp Gladiator trainer. So why not take all the information they can get from Camp Gladiator? That's that's baffling. It is baffling. It really is. So I'm- And you know who keeps law enforcement, who keeps the government in check for us is our media. And as much as we are puzzled by law enforcement's actions in this case or lack of actions, I have to say the exact same thing about the media. I mean, where are they? Why aren't they asking these questions? Why are two amateur podcasters sitting here and asking these questions? Um, We don't even know if anyone's listening, but (laughs) it's like, I mean, we need somebody with some clout needs to be asking MPD these questions. You know, what's funny about that. You said that is that some, one of our, um, one of our members on our group earlier said, um, where are our shoe leather reporters? And I started laughing because I was like, I actually posted that exact same thing in another group one time because I was like, you know, the problem is, and, and I think it was um, John Kelly that mentioned this. I think that, you know, the, one of the problems in not solving cases is that these policemen get so used to being able to do it by DNA and all this other stuff that they, all this technology that they forget you actually have to go out there and do things and talk to people and that's the problem and it's the same thing with reporters like where are they yeah (laughs) yeah like the old gumshoe detectives it's like you actually have to get out there and yeah get face to face with people um and and like you said the same with reporters you gotta knock on some doors you gotta maybe get people a little bit upset maybe you know i always thought it was so obnoxious when reporters would ask people questions while they were getting in their cars you know hey what about this and then the person it'll be like a city council member that did something wrong or something they'll get in the car and slam the door and not answer the question but i would actually be in favor of that right now if somebody went over there and asked the chief of police for midlothian what the heck are you guys doing i would you know why is no one why is nobody holding them accountable i'm not saying they're not doing their jobs they could be over there right now breaking a major sweat all sitting around a conference table wigging out over this case for all i know but why aren't they telling us what they're doing and why do they want to give the impression that they don't care by not giving us any updates? That doesn't even make any sense. I don't know, girl. I don't, you know, I, I thought about this too, that we, maybe we should, um, you know, turn our podcast into like an interview thing where we were like, we have this question. What do you think? You know, put them on the mic. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. <that> question. <laughs> right. Exactly. What do, we, what do we have to lose at this point? I know. <laughs> you know? Right. I know. And, and also, um, you know, we've talked to some people behind the scenes, you know, certain things get said in the different messaging forums but 
then, you know, there's different conversations going on behind the scenes. And a lot of people close to the case are very frustrated and don't understand. Even people close to the case don't understand what Midlothian PD is doing. People don't really understand what the involvement is of outside agencies like the FBI or the Texas Rangers. And I mean, of course, we heard that they sent the Texas Rangers away early on. And it sounds like we've pretty much gotten that confirmed. But just overall, the whole complexion of this case, it's just confusing. And we don't know which direction it's going. People close to the case don't seem to know much more than we do. So right. what, is, what is going on with that? And at what point, and, and I guess my question first is who could challenge them and just say, I guess the family members, the immediate family members would be somebody they'd listen to, but I still feel like law enforcement is sort of brushing them off um, from what we've heard. And just why, who can finally just say, all right, you guys need to give us an update. You know, we joked about it before, like, show us your work, you know. Yeah, exactly. like you do your kids when they're doing their homework it's like show me what you have so far um yeah i want to know that you're doing something <laughs> right 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 and and kind of where's this going do you have a plan you know i mean not to be condescending they're the professionals i get that and we're not but at some point when years have passed since there's been an update and this is a hot case this is the and even if you want to look at this selfishly from a law enforcement point of view, I would want to say to these guys, don't you want to have a career changing experience here? You could be the guy that CNN calls and HLN calls and Fox news calls and all these different shows that have experts on. You can have a career doing that and make lots of money. If you can crack this case, um, same for the DA, this could change that guy's career and make his name huge. I mean, why don't they um, get, the gate analysis technology that's right there directly a half a percent under fing- under fingerprints as far as accuracy goes what do you guys have to lose get them out here who cares about the budget get it done i mean we remember a while back when i spoke to that company that they implied that they would probably do it for free or at a huge discount just do yeah. it like what are they yeah. waiting for i don't understand yeah. They said they did it already, but you know, they what? said that they had something similar and I just, yeah. my husband and I were going, really? I mean, there's, it's not like there's a lot of that stuff. There's like two companies in the world that do it. So I don't, I think they must've been referring to maybe what the Tarrant County department did. And then maybe in conjunction with the forensic podiatrist, which is all great. That's all wonderful. But if there's gate analysis technology out there, like Scotland Yard uses, I mean, like that Chinese company that I sent you and I believe the other ones in Japan, just this is the, this is the perfect case for the gate analysis technology software. I mean, why wouldn't they just try it? And then if it works, guess what? You are the first murder case in the United States to be solved using this technology. That's, I mean, that is huge. I don't know why they're not thinking outside the box. I feel like I don't know what they're doing at MPD and that frustrates me. Is it because I'm a nosy neighbor type? Maybe, maybe that's my personality, but I'm also outraged that a woman who was minding her own business walked into a church and got murdered out of nowhere. And there's just no explanation for that. That doesn't, how can that sit well with anybody? I don't, I don't even know if I was those cops, I would be up there morning and night trying to figure this out. Um, I'm just frustrated. You know what I have to say about that is, you know, you you said something a ago that that made me think, you know, um, about challenging, and um, I, you know, 
Doug Carter is um, the police chief, I believe, in Delphi, Indiana. And he's the one that spoke on one of the interviews that they did or press conferences, whatever it was, um, to the killer of the person or persons that killed those two little girls. Um, and, and he wasn't playing. He was serious. He was like, you think we're not watching you? You think we ain't going to catch you? You got another thing coming. And of course he said it differently, but you get my point. He was not playing around. He was talking to the killer. He was like, you think we're not watching you? You think we're not going to figure out where you're at? You know, you think we don't know this and that? I mean, he wasn't playing around. And, you know, I, I challenge, you know, MPD to give this man a call. Give him a call yeah. and see what, because th- they made some progress with that, that, that conversation, that press conference, whatever, it made a difference. They started getting lots of tips from it. They actually released more of the video and more of the audio that they had, and it made a difference. So release, I mean, 15 more seconds of the video, do yeah, something, something, do something talk to us. I mean, just sitting around doing nothing is obviously getting us nowhere and it seems like it feels like, and we may not be right, but it feels like all of us, you know, amateur armchair detectives, whatever you want to call us, care about this case more than they do. Yeah, it does appear that way. And you're not That's the first person to say that. I mean, there's people close to the case that are just like, what is going on here? And, you know, it's funny, you you bringing up the Delphi um, a police officer made me think of There was a movie, um, if you're from Texas, especially, you will love this movie. It's called Bernie. It came out in 2011. Um, It's on Amazon Prime for free right now if you have Amazon Prime. But um, in that movie stars Jack Black. It's a Texas movie. Um, It was written by Texans and it was directed by Texans and it's fantastic. And it's based on a true story. I don't want to ruin anything else, but if anyone loves true crime, Um, You will love this movie, but uh, Matthew McConaughey plays the district attorney in this movie (laughs) and he was great. And he would, he would look in the camera and say, I'm coming to get you. I mean, to, you know, to Bernie and um, it, that's what we need. I mean, (laughs) we need Matthew McConaughey and Bernie. We need that district attorney. Now, of course, it's really funny because this was based on a true story. So he was actually portraying the actual district attorney from that real murder case. So I kind of wonder if this was sort of a cartoonish portrayal or if that guy was really like that. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, but we need Matthew McConaughey, um, that we type do. of thing. We do. We definitely need that. But, yeah, that's for real. We really do. I mean, you know, he – and they actually said – he said something else. He said that they were one – um one piece away from solving the crime they just needed that one bit of information and what's so funny about that is or not I wouldn't say funny but what's so interesting about that is is that they say the same thing in 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 this case they say we really believe that somebody knows who this person is um assistant chief police Kevin Johnson he said at a press conference at one point and they say we think we're just with they they just need how did they word it we just need that one piece of information that somebody knows something and that's going to be what's going to open or or just break this case wide open. It's kind of the same situation, but we, you know, with them just sitting back doing nothing, everybody's just going to forget this case. It's just going to get pushed over to the side. It's going to get completely forgotten. And it just really is sad that it's, you know, like you said, two amateur podcasters trying to push for attention in this case and nobody else is doing anything. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. It doesn't even make any sense. And um, I don't know what the next step is. Can the family, 
like you had mentioned a while back on one of our shows that um, you were watching a, one of the true crime programs and they had a case in a very small town. I think it was in Ohio. And you were saying that the, um, the police department there just took one look at it and said, we're going to have to hand this case over to the attorney general's office. We're just not equipped to handle this. Why on earth didn't Midlothian police department make that wise decision early on? And here's something else we have to remember when Midlothian police were called to the scene that morning, five o'clock in the morning, they arrived and they quickly realized that they couldn't assess, they could not process the crime scene. So they called the Ellis County Sheriff's Department over to do it. I mean, wouldn't that be their first clue that they're not equipped for a complicated murder case like this? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not ridiculing them. I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not making fun of them in any way. I'm just saying that a smaller department who doesn't have a lot of homicides, there's no shame in your game. If you just call, if you just say, Hey, this would be better if this investigation was led by um, the Texas Rangers and we could assist and be helpful, but we may just have to give up some of the glory here and let the people solve it who can. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather your, um, you know, residents be happy that a case has been solved rather than not solved and, and that you may eventually someday solve it. Maybe, maybe not. At least (laughs) have a chance. Absolutely. And another thing, well, and it's possible the NPD just didn't realize how difficult it was going to be. And I don't know at what point is it ever too late to hand it over to the Texas Rangers? Like, could they hand it over to them now? Um, I was talking to my husband about that and he was saying that probably Texas Rangers wouldn't want it anymore because obviously there's a lot wrong with this case if it's not solved yet or if they're not close. Um, And who wants to take over a case that's messed up or had maybe evidence that was missed early on or the crime scene was compromised. We don't know that. I'm just throwing out guesses as to why it's not solved yet. But we just don't, we simply don't know. So if anyone ever gets annoyed with us, especially in law enforcement for speculating, I would say that's your fault, mister. You should be updating <laughs> us. I shouldn't have to yeah. be, we shouldn't be throwing out all these wild guesses all these we years. Should. We definitely shouldn't. If you're mad at us, please let us know because we definitely will be here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would love to have you on the show. <laughs> we want to have you on the show. We want to we tell everybody, uh, prove us wrong <laughs> you know some questions for you yeah we do. Oh, anyway. we're, we're, my number is no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> please text though don't call <laughs> just kidding um because you and i never answer i just thought that was what we would prefer <laughs> i'm being stupid but anyway um actually you do answer and i really appreciate that that's oh, yeah. kind of rare these days you do answer your phone um, yeah, and I, you answer it even when it's not convenient for you. Like you'll be answer the phone and be like, Oh yeah, we're at a restaurant. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. You're sitting at the table eating. <laughs> okay. I'm good at that. Well, because I figure I'll forget about it later. So I might as well just go, you know, my daughter will call me and I'll be like, I'm really busy. Is everything okay? She'll go, yeah, I'm fine. But I just want to tell you this. I'm like, okay, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh, how many times have I done that to you? Hey, Renee. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you this real quick before I forget. Blah, 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 blah. And then I'll just hang, we'll hang out, you know? You got to do yeah. that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, MPD, we don't know what's going on. And I don't understand what happens after what, at what point does the, does the public get to demand better or the family members get to demand better? And I don't mean better, like they can't handle the case. Cause we don't know. They may be handling it perfectly, but at what point do you say, Hey, the public deserves an update. This is a public security safety issue so we deserve to know especially those of you that live close by i don't live down there anymore but you do and that's scary um you you guys need to know what's going on and 
Um, I've actually had several um, situations where, um, and I think I told you this story one time, but this was after the murder. Um, I um, actually let someone in my house one time to, to purchase something. And when the person was leaving, I was standing cl- very close to the door. So I just went back to my position at the table where my laptop was and they were walking out the door and they turned around. It was a man. He turned around and he said to me, um, do you always let people in your house while you're here alone? Oh my gosh. And, or something like that. And inside I was literally panicking so bad, but I said, um, I said, why am I worried? My husband's in the back room and I have a gun on me and he has a gun. So I'm not worried. And he said, Oh, and he turned around and walked out and girl, I don't think I let anybody come back to my house for like, two months <laughs> I don't blame you and why would somebody say something that weird I don't know but I mean after that I was literally panicking I was like rethinking everything that I ever did I was like I'm never doing that again I'm I'm gonna quit doing that I'm gonna work in office I was freaking out <laughs> you know I was really panicking and it you know and it started making me th- I mean the fear that was in me at that moment I was literally just thinking about poor Missy and how sad, you know, and it just, it really bothered me for a long time and I hated every minute of it. And I thought to myself, I'll never put myself in that position again, ever, 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 you know, right. and uh, I do carry. So I have lots of security and I do carry. So, so that's a good thing, but it doesn't matter. Just that fear of just thinking about it was just absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, it's um, a terrifying feeling. I've had that a couple of times in my life too. And you're just, yeah, that's the worst feeling. And to think about Missy, like you said, feeling that way and then understanding it's so frightening and it was so early and it was so dark outside and raining. How just truly, truly scary must that have been for her and her last moments on earth were just terrified and mm-hmm. things about her daughters flashing before her eyes, her family, don't mm-hmm. you know, just horrible. And, and that's why this perpetrator needs to be caught. They will probably strike again. Anyone that would be so arrogant and so um, cold and callous and obviously a psychopath to be able to do something like this and then just to dance off into their lives because I haven't heard one thing about we hear a lot of rumors and a lot of stuff I haven't heard anyone saying that you know they were going to turn someone in because they're acting strange I just think this person is out there just living I hope they're nervous I really do yeah, you would think they would be nervous. And I mean, even if it is, you know, somebody that never, you know, doesn't have a plan of murdering again or whatever, it doesn't matter. My gosh, they need to be caught and they should yeah. still be, you know, they should still be doing everything they can. And like you said, we don't know that they aren't doing that, but we don't know that they are. We don't know anything because we haven't been told anything since 2019. Yeah. And that's just outrageous. And even before then, it was just that one little brief, whatever. It was and, nothing. And there are ways to give updates without giving anything away. Exactly. Um, if they don't want people in the social media groups to discuss certain things, if they don't want to give out certain information because only the killer would know it, that's fine. They can still just come forward and say, we have, um, we do have a suspect. We won't be answering any questions about who it is. Um, or they could just say we are still don't have a suspect in the Missy Beavers case. And we would still like the public's help with the Nissan Altima. We have not been able to recover any information on that vehicle. We're still looking. I mean, any update would be really nice. Yeah. And just then we, hearing from them at all would be great. Yeah. And then know? we would know how we're supposed to participate. It would, a lot of people will be quick to tell you, well, they're not required to give you information. They don't have to update the public. That's true, except they already hooked us in by saying, look for this Nissan Altima. And remember the sticker on the back and all that footage and 
Uh, the pic- yeah. First of all, it's the still picture that came out. All of that stuff, they were asking us to actively help in the investigation and call in tips. Well, are we still supposed to be looking at Nissan Altimas? Well, they the last update that they sent us, it did say that they wanted us to look for that. And I know I'm not telling you this because I know you already know this, but they did ask for that. And they did say that that they think that they, this will be solved by the help of someone or that somebody has that one piece of information that can help. But again, like you said, that was in 2019. And that's the last time we've heard from them. And we know nothing now. We literally know nothing. So, yeah. I mean. And there's been a lot of change in personnel. Uh, the, the, most, the, the guy that was doing the majority of the communicating, um, except for that initial press conference, I would say that Kevin Johnson did all the communicating after that, pretty much. Wouldn't you say, right. well, he's no right. longer with the department. He's a pilot now, more power to him. He mm-hmm. seems like a super nice guy. I really miss his updates. I miss him being on the force because they don't seem to have replaced him with anyone who's sort of in that role of informing the public and being the liaison between the department and the media. I just haven't seen anybody else in that role since he left. Didn't Carl Smith do some reporting too, or uh, one of the press conferences? I think that very first press conference, he's the one that opened the press conference and then that switched over to uh, span. And so, yeah, but then um, I think Kevin Johnson took the mic the rest of the time and, was the one informing the media. I may be wrong about that, but that's just how I remember it. Um, yeah. But yeah, a little bit of something would be nice, but you know, there's been a big personnel change. I just kind of have to even wonder if they're still really even working on this case. That's um, I don't even like to think that, but that's the way they make it look. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. I'm just as irritated as you are. When I seen that video or that um, press conference, whatever, I, you know, I call it a video cause I was watching it, but of that um police chief doug carter talking i was like that's the way you do it right there exactly that's how you do it i mean he wasn't playing around girl he was serious he was like yeah and i just want to say to npd at least act interested i don't even care if you are at this point just act like it at least can't you at least put on a show for the public i mean obviously i want them to sincerely care but at least act like it they don't even i mean it's like why won't you even pretend to care right yeah we're annoyed we're annoyed we're very annoyed we're sorry we're just gonna we're gonna keep repeating ourselves because we're so frustrated (laughs) we're ranting at this point but yeah (laughs) i just um yeah if anyone has any ideas out there i guess i never even got to one of my questions that i was gonna ask earlier which is at what point do you say i mean could we get a petition together could the family get together could there be some sort of an alliance um somebody bounced this off me before I mean, could we, could somebody apply enough pressure to get the attorney general to take a look at this case and see what's happening? Right. And I feel terrible saying that because it it is possible that Midlothian PD is just doing a fantastic job and they think about this case and work on it every single day. But I'm just saying if they refuse to update the public and it doesn't even sound like they're updating people close to the case, what, what is, what's next? Like how can the public if the media is not going to participate either, how can, how can someone make a difference? How can someone even find out if this is still going on? And they know as well as we do that whenever it's quiet like this, you know, that speaks, that just basically tells us all that it's, it's already a cold case because they have nothing else to go on. They have nothing else, you know, and, but, 
the way you get more tips and the way you get it, you know, is to bring it back up, which is why we're trying to do stuff. We're trying to get a, you know, a billboard. We're trying to get, you know, somebody from, you know, um, a reporter. Oh my gosh. Anybody to do anything, which is like, my gosh, pulling teeth, (laughs) trying to get anybody to do anything, you know, and I don't understand that either because it's such a high profile case. I just, I'm, I'm clueless. I'm telling you what, I, it's amazing just how off the rails this thing seems to have gone. And, and you would also think that MPD would know that there's nuts like us that aren't going to shut up until they tell give us an update. Like, why not just update us to make us be quiet? I mean, right? And all the internet sleuths and all, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, we haven't stopped talking for four years. Why would we now? <laughs> I know. And people are probably like, they're talking, been talking for an hour now. No, 47 minutes and 46 seconds. <laughs> I just looked at my phone. But um, but yeah, so what is what happens next? I mean, who I mean, do you, I tried to contact John Walsh for crying out loud and he hasn't written me back. I've been trying to get a hold of so many, I mean, not him, his, you know, wow. company or whatever, whoever his gatekeeper is. Um I mean, please look at my message. I'm just trying to get, um, <laughs> not, I'm trying to get cold. Cold Justice. What's yeah. her name? Um, I forgot her name. Yeah. I've been, I've been messaging her and different stuff trying to get them to do it. But they're really picky, apparently, about what cases they do. So, and they have to be really old. Like, oh. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that when I first, you know, contacted them. Trying to find, uh, oh, here we go. I contacted through Facebook the Cold Case Investigative Research Institute, right? I thought that sounded pretty good. So mm-hmm. I wrote them on May 13th and I said, hello, my name is Crystal Lawson, blah, blah. I co-host True Crime Broads. We mainly cover Missy Beaver's case. And then I, after I told them a little bit about the case, I said, would you be able to work her case? The updates from Midlothian Police stopped quite a long time ago. They wrote back and said, I remember covering this case with Nancy Grace. Let's talk. That was on May 15th. I wrote back, awesome. We need your help. They haven't written me back yet. It's been over a oh, month. Wow. Yeah, wow. so I made that little bit of contact, and I was so excited about it, and then, bam, nothing. And here's Joe Walsh. I wrote him. They haven't seen you know how on Messenger and Facebook you can see if someone's seen mm-hmm. your message. Mm-hmm. They haven't even yeah. read it, so I guess they're not monitoring that account. It's in pursuit with John Walsh, so hopefully. Yeah. Um, You're probably, like, on a really long list of people that have messaged yeah. him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I don't know what else to do. I just try to do things here and there that might work but i'm coming up well, we just have to keep doing what we're doing you know that's all we can do is keep doing what we're doing and work on this billboard and because i think i really think that the billboard would be really good because i do too all of a sudden there was a billboard of missy and it said you know fifty thousand dollar reward for um i forget how they they word it you know that a jury indictment and arrest for the person who killed her april 18th 2016 whatever you know i think that that would be that would be huge so hopefully, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in um, donating or, you know, helping out with this cost, please let us know because we, we really want to do something. We want to make a difference. And I think that that would be the start of getting some attention. And it may possibly get attention of the police because they're going to be like, holy crap, you know, <laughs> there's a billboard up of it, you know, and they didn't even know. So, I mean, maybe that would get their attention. And obviously, the point of the whole thing would be to get the attention of people calling in tips and so forth. And, you know, just go from there and see what, what happens. 
Yes. And um, I just don't know what the next step is. I mean, I guess some people would say there's really not a step for you to take. You're not involved in this case. Um, but I just kind of feel like oh, we're not the only ones that are frustrated. There are people out there that also want answers. Obviously, people who are close to Missy and love her, but also people like us who are outraged by someone being murdered like this. And for the case to appear to have been be stalling, and then instead of asking for help, it just seems like nothing's being done. And 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 you know what? I feel a little bit bad for thinking that way, but at the same time, it's really not our fault that we think that because they're not communicating with us. Right. So yeah, if anyone has any ideas they want to share, please share with us because we are wide open to suggestions and ideas. And I love the billboard idea. That was such a good idea, Renee. So thank you for all your follow-up on that. And if anyone out there wants to donate to the billboard, um, we will just probably set up a GoFundMe or maybe try to find some other way to collect money for it. Um, I know GoFundMe, they have fees. And so some people don't like to use them. I think we can open up an account um, at a bank. They they usually let you do that for free and um, open up an account or something. And then people can just make donations yeah. there and there won't be any money taken out. Cause I, yeah. it is a, a bit of money that they take out of those GoFundMe. You know, the only good part about it is it's like an easy to share with everybody. Right. That's true. But, I, mean, I guess that's you know, what you're paying for. Right. Yeah, basically. But you know, but we could always make an event and share it just as easily so yeah that's you know. true and then people could go by and make a deposit into the account you know in the drive through the bank or or that we could have them sell the money or we can yeah, figure it out yeah. so yeah like, if anyone would want i mean and if everyone just gave ten dollars we would probably get to our goal pretty quickly you know we just want to get missy's name out there and get people thinking about and and another way the billboard's going to be really great is think about all the people who go oh my gosh i remember that case that's not solved yet you know those know. you know just to bring we the awareness back the we get that all the time we always hear oh my gosh i cannot believe that case hasn't been solved yet i had no idea right and well, of course we didn't have an idea either because you know we we, we're, we're just as shocked as you. Yeah. So. Well, all right. I think that is that all we're talking about tonight? I guess so. I think I covered all my stuff. So, um, yeah, we were wanted to recap the security guys. And I had my little curiosity question about a monitor. We talked about them not doing a search warrant on the Count Gladiator accounts. And we talked about the billboard. I was going to talk about that legal um, lingo podcast, but it's not a big deal. I'll do it next time. And then that's it that sounds pretty good where are we at we are at thank you everyone for bearing with us we're at almost 54 minutes so we appreciate you listening to true crime broads and we'll look forward to seeing you next time all right have a great night